All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Everybody, please mute because Gary is not on, so you have to self-mute. Otherwise, there's a lot of noise that comes through. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day. We hope we have a wonderful share again today. Yishur Koyach, Yishur Koyach. Today... I just wanted to mention yeah. before you start, Ellie, that uh, you should mention the link that we sent out last night for the website. For people to use that to let you know. What do you... Oh, oh, oh. If somebody wants me to say Kaddish, an illegal minion, here in Eretz Yisrael, on a yard side, there's a, what is it called, Yosef? You, you put together, Yosef put together a sheet that you could, a form, you can fill out, and Bezer Hashem, I will say Kaddish. I've been saying Kaddish. Whoever asked me to say Kaddish, I've been good. I've been saying Kaddish for everybody. I have a list in my pocket. And uh, yesterday, the last minute, somebody sent in, I should say, Mincha, the last Kaddish of the day, I said, today is 26 days in the Oimer, Hayoyim Shishav Esrim, Yoyim Shem Shloisha Shavuiz, Vechamisha Yomim Ba'oimer, or La'oimer, however you say it. All right, so we have a, an email from, I've been missing these guys, the Manchester Chevra. Where have you been? From Yankel Shepherd. The cover of Elishlita, a gracious coach for your beautiful clear sheer, as a newcomer from Manchester, England. It's been a while. I haven't made fun of them in a long time. I think ever since this whole quarantine, I haven't been making fun of people that much. It's Nayrvaim. I have to I have to do tshuva. Shkoyach, I hope you are able to send me eventually like a Gishmaka Manchester kind of email, not one of these boring ones. I listen to your shear on a daily basis. Thank you again. To many more Talmidim in good health. You guys know Yankel Shepherd? Anybody? Don't know. Okay. If my wife heard me read this email, she would kill me. We just got it in literally uh, this morning. My name is Mendel Mintz. Mitz. Mendel Mitz. M I T Z. I'm from London originally, but I now live in Buenos Aires, Argentina. My wife is from here. I've been watching and listening to Rebelli Daf Yomi Shir recently every day on YouTube. I was looking for a good Shir Chavrusa slash Chavrusa since we've been in quarantine and his was the first one that came up on YouTube. He has the most subscribers and views out of all Daf Yomi Shir posted on YouTube, which I believe this is due to his, his and your team's credit. The Shir, this, this was written to Yeshua. The Shir is clear and entertaining unlike other Shir posted on YouTube. Hope she's not listening. To destroy me on YouTube that are boring and not so clear. The videos, the website, the app, the whole technology side of it is very well done. The entire service is efficient. Ah, we have a big team. I want to put up a, a thing. I'm actually I wrote it down. I Yosef and Gary and Yisachar and Yeshua and Noam. Who am I missing? A lot of guys. There are a lot of guys out there that are part of this team. We have Menachemata. Who else? Even, even uh, Nachman Seltzer was not on anymore. Well, he was yesterday. Oh, Ruven Chait. How can I forget Ruven Chait? Big part of the, of the tech crew. He puts together the videos every single day at 1 in the morning. Anyway, we have a beautiful crew. What? 1 in the morning is your fault. Ah, Gary, you are fired. You're two minutes late today. You're gone. Finished. You're off. You're off the team. And I, there's people that will take your job in a second. They, everybody loves working for free. 
putting in hours every single day for free. Says, says the email. I also like the fact, yeah, what's going on? Oh, here's Menachem at the Baruch Hashem. I also like the fact that there's a whole Chabura who participate daily in the new Merkaz Dafayoimi you have there in Mabit Shemesh and who are now watching live on Zoom and YouTube. Yes, I forgot about those days. It was basically Daf Samachalaf. That means we came here on Daf Yud Aleph. So we're talking about 50 days ago. 50 days I'm sitting here with this thing behind me all by myself and the Chabura, Baruch Hashem. Most of them are joining us on Zoom. It's beautiful. We don't have 100 yet. 96. Okay, they're waiting for the emails to finish. I wish I could have been live. Oh, we are six hours behind Israel over here, which makes it very hard for me to participate live. However, even when watching the shir afterwards every day, knowing, oh, and Avi Kamiansky, how can I forget? I know I'm forgetting people. Avi Kamiansky, big, big part. Knowing that there are so many people live, I still get, I just was thinking about how he interrupts and, and he tries to help me out and he does help me out sometimes a little bit too much. I still get somewhat of a feeling that I'm part of the Chabur even though nobody knew up until now that I'm watching. Ellie's a great inspiration to me as he's a successful business... Okay, I hope she's not up. Yet, he has such a koyach nimra Torah and desire to reach out and teach as many people as possible. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm the only subscriber and participant from Buenos Aires. The reason I say so is that although there's a big Jewish and from community here, there really aren't that many English speakers. Okay, so we have our guy from Buenos Aires. Please forward email this message to Eli. I'm sure I'll give him some nachas. It gives me nachas, but it does not give my wife nachas at all. Keep up the good work. Your sheer participant in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Warm regards, Mendel Mitz. Yishkoich Mendel. Do we have time for another one? A very short one, okay. Shalom, Shavua Tov, Shmi Uriya Malka, Gar Benetivot, Chavar Shesimcha Komblut, Chazarti Mechul Efnei Pesach, Umazen Makshiv Lashiur Mod Nenea, Tudar Rabal Ha'irgun. Who's Simcha Komblut? Is that Doron's son? Anybody? I don't know who's Simcha Komblut. I know we have like four Komblut. Yeah, that's your son? Doron is shaking his head, yeah? Yeah, it's Doron's son. We have four Kombluts that watch. We have... Chaim, David, and Daddy Kormluth, and their own Kormluth. Not related to their own. But Simcha, I guess, is somebody else who watches with their own. And you know who Uriah Mal- Malka is? From the Tivot? He knows him. Okay, beautiful. These will have to wait for a different day. All right. So today is Daf Samach. And we are holding, believe it or not, on Daf Samach. On the top. We had a contradiction. On the one hand, we had a ring that has a signet. I think I might have printed a picture. Yeah, here we go. Just in case you don't know what it looks like, there's a ring with a signet, and here's the guy signing. Don't look at these socks, that's for later. He's signing his document with a signet, Chasid Shigai. On the one hand, it says, in our Mishnah, a woman should not go out, enter Jezurabim with a ring that does not have a signet. The whole mission is talking about Isidur Abbanan. So if it doesn't have a signet, it's Isidur Abbanan. Meaning, we want to be medayik that if it does have a signet, it's much worse. Then it becomes a da'iraisa. So Gemara asks the question from the mission in Kalim. It says in the mission in Kalim, what's considered jewelry? A ring 
whether it has a signet or doesn't have a signet. But it says Mufurish that if a ring has a signet, it is jewelry. What's the Isra of taking out jewelry into Rishus Rabbim? Only Isra the Rabbana. Midaraiz, you're allowed to walk out with jewelry. Maybe you'll take it off and show it to your friend. That's called Isid the Rabbanon. From our mission, it seems like it's an Isid the So what is it? The Rabbanon the Raisa. So yesterday we had, it goes according to Ibn Chemya. Ibn Chemya says that it goes by the signet, it goes by the, by the piece of metal, by the hanger, by the steer of the... And, and Chacham say it goes by the Maimit, it goes by the actual ring. One of those Machlaikas. Rav Omar, we're holding four lines down. So the way you read the Mishnah in Kalim is that it's telling us two halachas. It's not saying, oh, all rings are jewelry for women. It's saying rings are jewelry for women, but there's rings that have a signet don't have a signet, and therefore some of them are jewelry for men and some of them are jewelry for women. Now what? If it has a signet, who signs these documents? These Hasidim guys. Men with beards and payas, they're the ones that sign. Women usually don't sign documents and stuff like that in those days. And therefore, it wasn't... And anyway, what woman is going to walk around with some signature on her hand? She wants a diamond. She doesn't want a sig. So therefore, it's considered jewelry for a man. And if it doesn't have a signet on it, then it's jewelry for a woman. Another pshat. Again, we have a contradiction. What? A signet? A MDY signet? Yeah, yeah. And then they'll say, we're the modernist chevra. We wear rings. Look at these chevra. So... Rav Nachman Yitzchak has another shot in the country. We have a contradiction. Wait, 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 wait. We have... That response is way too quick. You actually have been thinking about this whole thing, haven't you, Ellie? You can get me. That you can get. Instead of that dung, that, that, that vessel made out of animal dung, you can get me an MDY signet. I might not wear it, but it's better. Yes, if you want to do shtick, that's better. Okay, you're, you're on track now. And by the way, Avi, you can't just interrupt after Noam speaks. Once Noam speaks, we're good for five minutes. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, save your things. No, we Says the Gemara, so we have, a, we have a contradiction. Our mission seems to say, going out with a ring on Shabbos, with a signet, is a Isidai Raisa. It's a burden. It's not, uh, it's not jewelry. And the Mishnah in Kalim says, what's jewelry when it comes to, to be Mechabal Tumah? A ring that has a signet doesn't have a signet. In other words, it's considered jewelry. What's the connection? Mesechus Kalim is talking about Tumah. When it comes to Tumah, you need one thing. You need to make sure that you're dealing with a vessel. You're dealing with a kli. What's considered a kli? If it has a signet, doesn't have a signet. But we're talking about Kalim now. We're not talking about jewelry. Shabbos humasu yomarachmona. Shabbos is a completely different criteria. Shabbos is about, is it carrying or not carrying? Is it considered a burden or not a burden? If it's on your finger and it's beautiful, it's not a burden, it's jewelry, so you're allowed to carry it. If it's a burden, it's disgusting, it's a signet, it's a, it's a weekday thing, it's something you don't care about, you're ca- so it's carrying. He says very simple. Just because in Mesech this Kalim it's considered jewelry, it's jewelry to the point that it's a kli. That it's mekabel tumah. 
in Masech Shabbos, we're dealing with, is this considered a burden or not, like we had for all our other things? Is this a bell for an animal? Is this a beautiful thing for a slave? Is this a, a signet is not something beautiful. A signet is something to sign documents with. Therefore, it's considered a burden, and it's also to go out with, it's a Isidoraisa. Yes, so all these truths basically say the same thing. They're all Isidoraisa, but for different reasons. One of the things we learned in the Mishnah, a woman should not go out on Shabbos with a pin that doesn't have an eye, doesn't have a hole. But, so she shouldn't go out with it. And we're talking about Isidur Abbanon. If she goes out with it, it's Isidur Abbanon. What purpose does it serve? If it doesn't serve any purpose, then it would be Asur Midairaisa. Now you're carrying something. You're carrying something that's a burden for you. So obviously, this needle serves a purpose. Even though it serves a purpose, it's still awesome in the Rabbanon. She might take it off to show her friend. So here comes the Gemara and says, look, what she would do is, so let's say she's wearing that tzvacha, she's wearing like that snood. And what typically happens is, some of the hair naturally comes out. So she would take a needle and wrap the hair around the needle, and then push it back into the svacha, so all her hair is covered. So it serves a purpose. It should be like this guy right over here. You want to call it a garter, call it a garter. I'll call it a belt. These are socks, stockings, and in those days they didn't have the elastic bands, so they fell down. So what would they do? They wore some sort of belt around there to grab the socks. Now, we're not concerned, even though they're so beautiful and they have a great design, Gucci bands, she's not going to take it off and show her friends because then her sock will fall down and that won't beat Sneas. So therefore, she's mutter to go out with it. Derech the Gemara sticks in the word Tahira. You should know that it's tar. It's a kli that serves another kli. It's similar, Tyson says, to a ring that you have at the end of a frying pan that you hang a frying pan by, or any kind of pot. It's a ring, it's a kli for a kli, tar, if it's all by itself, it's tar. We discussed it back then. If it's still attached to the frying pan, then it will be kamel tuma because of the frying pan. But if you remove that ring, then it's not really a kli, it's a kli for a kli. Great. Bai's question is, if she's using this pin to wrap her hair, her hair up, and if she's doing it for Tzniya's purposes, then there's no reason to be concerned that she might take it out to show her friend, because then her hair will fall apart, and she wants to be Tzniya's, she doesn't want to show her hair. Elo, Tirgumar Ravado, Norsha, Kamed Rav Yosef, interesting name. Ravado from Norsha said to Rav Yosef, It has a purpose. She could do one of those beautiful parts right down the middle, you know, the ones that are in style. She could part her hair or she could comb her hair with it. It has a purpose. As the Gemara, So Rashi says something interesting. All the Rishonim jump on Rashi. What is he talking about? Rashi says, women, they don't comb their hair on Shabbos. But we learned it is mutter. Okay. What's the purpose? Why would she use this on Shabbos? You still need a purpose today on Shabbos. And if you don't have a purpose today on Shabbos, it's considered carrying. No, this thing, here, here's the needle. 
So here's your needle, and on top it has a nice little gold emblem. I don't know where he got this from, but this is what our Gemara is going to be talking about. During the weekday, she uses this part to comb her here, part her here, and then she puts it right into her snood, into her shade. Look at this. Also, a Hasidish lady, I guess Yoni, he's not really Hasidish. I don't think it's Hasidish, but Chas V'Shalom, if it looks anything like, uh, okay, whatever. Here's a nice vision to lady wearing the snood. She'll put it facing her forehead. In other words, she puts it into her hat. And what's the concern? The concern is, oh, look at my beautiful golden thing that my husband got me. And she takes it out and shows off to her friends. And she might walk, Daladamas, Bishus Harabim. It's a tremendous chos. I'm looking now at Rabbi Schomburg. I forgot about this. We have. In our shir, such a hadras ponim. And anybody see Rabbi Shomrig, white beard, Erlechiyid, Davins was secret every day. I miss him. I miss you guys. I'm Amish do. But I'm seeing, he's sitting right in front of me. He's beautiful. He used to pipe in every once in a while. He's a, he's a mumchen, all these different things, and safras, and in ink, and in, in kashras, and all this stuff. And quiet. It's quiet here. All right. But Baruch Hashem, you're here on Zoom. Thank you. I don't know how you did this technology thing, but you're good at it. Baruch Hashem, you're here. Great, says the Mishnah. We're going into a whole sugi now about this crazy sandal that has nails on the bottom. This is basically what it looks like. Again. I'm not even turning it around for YouTube. Weiter. Okay. Here we go. This is Sandal Masumer. So what we have here is a piece of wood. This, I ruined it with the colors. This red uh, wood-looking thing, beautiful mahogany wood, and a bunch of nails banged into here. Okay? Then you have, this part is leather. You see the leather? And then in the back you have two straps that strap around your foot. To hold in the shoe. Okay. What's the problem with, the, with a shoe that has nails? You're not allowed to wear it on Shabbos. Believe it or not. The Gemara says there was a Maisa Shahaya. People at one day, one Shabbos, they died from it. And they made a Xera. And it's an interesting Xera. It has to be exactly like that shoe. So that people don't remember that terrible story. You're not allowed to wear that kind of sandal on Shabbos. A person should not walk out with a single shoe on Shabbos if he doesn't have a wound. Now, the Gemara is going to discuss what foot exactly does he have the wound. Is he protecting his wound with a shoe? Or, you know, a lot of people, when they break their legs, they wear a shoe on the opposite foot, but they can't wear the shoe on the broken leg, so they're walking around with one shoe. What happens when you walk around with one shoe? According to the second shot in Rashi, people make fun of you. They start laughing. <laughs> Look at this guy, one shoe, the one shoe guy. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to take off your shoe and walk in with just a rabbit. Another shot is that if you walk with one, you have one shoe on your foot, people might think that you're hiding the other shoe under your clothing and you're carrying. Okay. I like the other shot personally because I know how people are. That's what people do. They make fun of each other. Hey, look at this weird guy. He's wearing a weird shoe and only one shoe and he's wearing a sack to show. Terrible. Okay. Veloi bitfilin. 
Okay, there's going to be a whole sugi about tefillin. You're not allowed to walk out with tefillin. We actually have, not that you need this, but once Yoni drew it, we might as well show it. This reminds me, today, you know, the Nach Nach guys, they wear kameas. It actually says, Na Nach Nach kind of thing. But here's a guy wearing a kamea. It's like, there's two types, but this one, let's say, has Shemais on it. It's a combination of names of Hashem, and it's there to heal you. And we're going to see, as the Mishnah says, Bizman It's not a professional one. If it's a professional one, and there's a whole sugi about that as well, what's a professional one that worked three times, it's a tested kamea, it actually works, then there's no problem wearing it on Shabbos because it's no different than any other one of your clothing. But this one is a brand new one, untested. A guy made an advertisement, I'm a professional kamea maker, come to me, I'll sell it to you for cheap, $200 for a couple of lines, and you're testing it out. That's carrying on Shabbos. None of this stuff. This is again Yoni. Kazda helmet. Shiryoin. Magafayim. You can't wear the boots. You can't wear the armor. Why? Because that's like going to war. It's uvdi dechal. Vimyatsa. And all these things in the Mishnah, if you went out with them, you're not chayev chatos. It's in the Rabbanon. You walk out with your tefillin, this is the Rabbanon. You walk with a Kamea, the Rabbanon. Sandal HaMesumer Maitaima. What happened with this sandal that has nails? Omar Shmuel, Shalafiyah Gzeira. It was the time of the Gzeira. Hayu. Rabbi Isai, I really think that this cave is right in front of our eyesight. Right here in Ramah Bet Shemesh, right beyond Ramah Bet Shemesh, are the caves of Bar Kochva. And this seems to be the time right then and there by the Bar Kokhva revolt, right? Daron, we're not that far from it. It's, you know, maybe not even walking, it's not walking distance, it's right here, five minutes away. They were hiding from the enemy. From day one in quarantine, my teenage son asks me, Daddy, when can I leave? When can I leave? And I tell him every day the same thing. I say, you could leave whenever you want. You just can't come back. Oh, he got it. So, that's what the Gemara says here. Once you come in, you're in. You come in, stay in, you leave, you leave. You don't leave. You stay, you come in, you don't leave. You leave, you don't come in. So what happens is, this sandal I'm a sumer, I don't know if you could, yeah, I mean, if you look closely over here, if you're a klutz, or let's say you don't want to, let's say you wore out some of these nails on this side, you walk heavy on your heel, so now you could actually put your foot in from here. You could put your foot from both ways. You see, there's only a strap in the center. Now, it's pretty obvious what direction the shoe is going. It has a, a very particular shape. But if you want to, you could stick your foot in from over here and stick it in. And that's what happened. Now, the guy at the door looks and he sees 
shoe marks leading away from the cave. And he says, wait a minute, somebody, one of our guys, ran away. Ran away. So, Vakshav Barmalayim, the enemy is going to come and get us. By the way, this is for a thousand points. Where did we learn in the last two years this kind of idea that there was a sandal going this way and they thought it went the other way and it was a major, it was a big to-do in the Gemara. Anybody remember this? It's not from Brachas. So if you started shots with us, you're not going to remember. But in a similar Masechta, Gary likes to say that they're the same because they're spelled almost the same. Masechta's Bechayras, we had the amazing story, I think, I don't know, I have to check it out, but I think it's the longest story in Shas, personally. By the way, I see Yeshua on Zoom, he's in the base Medrash, you guys see? He's walking around in the base Medrash, you can see the uh, ceiling, the beautiful ceiling. And Yeshua, I guess, is nervous that we're losing subscribers, we're losing watchers. We only had 130 people yesterday on Zoom, and he's nervous, he's actually offering coffee. This guy's nuts, he's, he's telling people he's going to go to their house and give them coffee. That's how desperate he is, for more people to watch this year. Anyway, keep on going. Show us the ceiling. I love that ceiling. And by the way, the, uh, the new tables are coming in. We're not going to be able to use them for, I don't know for when, but they're coming in this week. Beautiful. The yeshiva's there for two hours a day or more. They'll use it. By the time we get there, there, there won't be tables left for us. Okay, so you remember Be'atuna, the story Be'atuna. They, the, the, I forgot who it was, the Caesar told one of the, the rabbis, go, there were guys in Be'i Atuna, these, the elders of Atuna, Goyim, very smart people, I need you to, to fool them, and the whole thing, and this, the whole story was that he went to the cave, and he flipped his shoe around, so they thought one of them left, and they got nervous, and then he killed the guards, and he went in, and he, he fooled them, and he took them out of the cave, and he put them, Noam is saying yes, I remember the story, he took them out of the cave, and he built, he had a ship made, with 70 rooms, and he put each one in a different room. The kids are a whole long story, and they were asking questions, and he was answering, and he, was, he asked them, they asked, kids, but the idea was that he got in through this shoe. They were big into looking at the shoe marks, like when you go, again, let's go back to the safari, there's always a tracker guy that looks at the paws of the animal, and he knows in what direction they're going. I guess they were big into that then. And they say, wait a minute, if one of us left, now the enemy is going to catch him and figure out that we're in a cave. And that's basically what happened in Bar Kokhva caves. They found him there, they smoked him out and killed them all. They're going to come and get us. So there's a big panic. And when there's a big panic, people start trampling. It's not clear, some learn in Rashi that they actually trample each other with these nail-studded Shoes, and that's part of the Xera. On the other hand, Rashi says that from these nail shoes, you could see the direction of where they were going. Fine. Even more than the enemy could possibly kill them, they killed each other. I don't know if you guys remember. Of course you remember. Revozner's Levaya. What was it? Two, three years ago. All of a sudden, there was a panic. People trampled and two people were nifter. Remember that? I was in the Miri Shiva in Brooklyn, and there was, there was a fire in the boiler room. I've mentioned this a few times. And a guy screamed, fire! And people started running and trampling each other. More danger from the trampling than the... Just recently, I was in a hotel on Shabbos, and the women were lighting uh, their, their uh, candles. And all the candles got together and made this huge flame. And people started running and running over children. 
There's only two people that were calm over there. Me and my sister-in-law. I took a whole thing of water. I don't know if it was mutter or not. Don't pass him based on this. And like an idiot, I threw it on the fire. And you know what happens when you throw water on a fire? It goes out. But not in this time. This time, since it's all oil, these are made out of oil. I didn't realize. I thought, oh, the white things, they're white. No, they're actually oil that's hardened. And I added water to oil and the thing grew like double the size. It was, but she was calmer and she went and she went, she grabbed the fire extinguisher and okay, fire. But what happens is when people panic, unfortunately, it happens like in football stadiums in England, you know, they, they, they start trampling each other. And that's what happened. They killed more of themselves than the, the enemy would have killed of them, says the Gemara. And therefore, they were geyser. It seems like the Xayr was, not that it shouldn't happen again, but more that, let's not think about this on Shabbos. We don't want to remember that terrible story. They were sitting in a cave, that's true. It happened a little differently. They heard a noise from the nails, he says. They, they heard the noise, and that put them in a panic. So they, they, they pressed against each other. Again, the discussion is, how did they kill each other? From trampling or from the nails, from the shoe? They weren't even in a cave. It wasn't the Bakrachva cave. They were in a shul. And they heard noise. They thought, oh, that noise is the enemy. It was an imaginary noise. It was from another thing completely. But they killed each other. And therefore they made a Do not walk out on Shabbos with a nail-studded sandal. Let's just abolish this whole sandal. Why only on Shabbos? Says the Gemara, We see from this Gemara a very, very interesting thing. We'll see it later on also. The way a is, we don't really understand Xeris. Like, why do rabbis have to make these, these uh, different Xeris on us and we can't uh, touch a pen because we might come to, to, to write? How does it form and why? It has to be very similar to what happened. It happened on a Shabbos. So we don't wear it on a Shabbos. Beyond the blistery. Okay, so it happened on Shabbos. We didn't have it on Pesach. So why can't we wear it on Pesach? On any Yantif. I love it. Nan. Daf Samach Omid Beis. Mishachim Kelim Yantif. Dalach is I could give a gift on Yantif as long as the receiver could benefit from it on Yantif. So I could give him a piece of a garment, I could give him clothing. You could put it on right now. Beitfurim Ben Chain and Tfurim. Avalei Sanalam Esumer Avalei Minal Chain Utafer. I cannot give him. This sandal that has nails. So what does it tell me? It tells me I can't give it to him because he can't wear it. But it's Yantif. Why can't you wear it? The story happened on a Shabbos, not on a Yantif. Says the Gemara, well, let's use common sense here. Shabbos my time. What's the whole reason on Shabbos? Because there are a gathering of people like the story happened. Tainus Tzibor asked the Gemara, Ike Kinufia. If you're going to tell me anytime there's a large gathering of Jews, so on Tanesim, when they used to fast for rain or whatever it was, large gathering of Jews, you shouldn't be able to wear the sandal and you are permitted to wear the sandal on a, ta- uh, a Tainus. Litzer says the Gemara, Maisuki Hava Bechinufia di It happened on a day that there's a large gathering and people don't do malacha. 
So on Yantav they don't do Malacha. And on a fast they do do Malacha. So therefore you're allowed to wear it on a fast day. But Yantav is similar to Shabbos. Don't wear it on Yantav. Says the Gemara. Now, the Gemara jumps to another story completely. The ashes of a paraduma, you take them, you put them in water, you sprinkle it on somebody that's tame, you do it on the third day, the seventh day, it becomes tar. A paraduma worth millions, very valuable. There's once a story when they transported the ashes of the paraduma and they took it over the Jordan River. Jordan River on a ship. And all of a sudden they realized that on the ship there's a piece of mace. There's a, there's a corpse, one kezayis, ruined the water. Chacham go ahead and make a And they say, no more transporting ashes over water. Again, this gives us insight into a Why? It's not going to happen again. We're not concerned it's going to happen again. Perhaps over here you see the idea that everybody's going to be super careful because I know that if I mess up, all of, it's like that kid that, that talks in the middle of class, nobody gets recess. If I'm not careful with my ashes, even whatever it is, I put a little bit of ashes in, whatever it is, I mess up, all of Klai's is going to suffer, they can't transport the ashes over the water. Great. Ellie, aren't, aren't they not Geyser on a Dabar Shainal Shechiach? That's why I thought in the last case you brought up the issue that people are going to remember and they'll, they'll get sad. Okay. That's, that's something that is Right. But I think the idea is, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was trying to point out without going into your question. Sometimes exera is that you don't do it. You shouldn't do it again. Okay, so on Shabbos, women, they li- women like to show their jewelry or they like to show their jewelry. Back. So there's exera. Don't do it. Don't go out with jewelry. Because- this is something that's shchiach. Great. We're not talking about shchiach here. People are not going to trample each other. How many times do we hide in a cave? So for that, 2,000 years later, I can't wear a shoe that has, has nails in it. Maybe I can't wear cleats, uh, football cleats on Shabbos. The answer is, it's a commemoration. It's not, it's not a zero, not to, that it might happen again. That's what I'm trying to say. We, we, we don't want to invoke the, the sadness that, that these nailed shoes bring to us. Nothing to do with, oh, you might trample people. Right. So that's one thing. So the paraduma is, that, that, and then I explained something else over here. It's my own pshat, I don't know, I didn't see anybody else say it. But maybe it's to put fear in people. You have to behave. You have to make sure when you're transporting ashes, be careful, look, search. Yes, it's never going to happen again on a ship on the Jordan River. Let's go one step. Your question is going to be a thousand times more in one line. That's why I preempted it. Says Rebbe Hanina ben Akiva. No, you hear this? Only on a ship and only in the Jordan River. I don't know if you, ever, you guys ever went to the Jordan River. It's, it's great. If you ever come to Israel, go, I forgot what it's called, kibbutz, whatever. Not lavi. And you take this, uh, this raft down the Jordan River. That's the only way it's also in that raft from that, that place over there. If you swim across the Jordan River with the ashes in your hand, it's mutter. If you use a ship on the Nile River, it's mutter. Only the combination of these two is also. Oh, it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again on that ship, on that river. 100% it's not going to happen again. 
They made a gzera. You For everybody, everybody remember. Remember that klutz guy that once brought his ashes and he messed everybody up and because of him we can't go on the Jordan River? Be careful. When, you, when you're talking about ashes, look back and forth a thousand times. Make sure that there's no ashes because otherwise you're going to be the second one and your name is going to be written in the Gemara. Pliny Almighty went on the Niles with ashes and he messed up. Okay, that's just my pshat. You have a better pshat, let me know. I'm saying they're not, these gzeras are different types and for different reasons. Says Gemara, um, so Rebchanina was very specific. It has to be exactly a ship and it has to be exactly in the Jordan. So according to Rebchanina, it should be only on Shabbos and not on Yantav. And we're saying on Yantav, you can't wear these shoes either. There's a big difference between the Jordan and any other river in terms of its depth and its width. Not, no, there aren't two rivers that are exactly the same. Yantav Shabbos, Yantav Shabbos are exact. This is not in being Yantav Shabbos. There's one difference in the entire Shabbos and Yantav, and that's that you could cook food. Other than that, all the halachas, of Yitzah, whatever it is, all these things are the same. So going back to this gzera, it's an exact gzera. It has to be like the shoe in the story. Well, the shoe in the story, they had nails that strengthened the shoe. It was there to make it strong and not for beauty. Therefore, So all shoes, all shoes that are not exactly like that gzera, and there's going to be a whole list of them, are mutter. The kamalinoi. What's for beauty? What's not for beauty? What's, what, how many can I get away with and say, oh, I put these nails in, so I have a cool shoe that has nails on the bottom of it. Five on each shoe. So remember, Rebbechan says five. Rebbechan in Omar, Sheva Bezev, Sheva seven on each shoe. Rebbechan in Rav Shimon Bar Abba, Azbar Lach, I'll explain to you. How do you divide five? Two, two, and one. Or two, two, and one. Over here, this is where the strap is. So you put one by the strap. Okay. If you have seven, so it's three on each side of the shoe, and one by the strap. You have a shoe that's leaning a little bit. It's off kilter. You rubbed it out on one side. Oisalei you get seven. You're allowed to do seven nails. Divi Reb Nassim. Reb Nassim says seven. Virebi matter bishloi shasur. Rebbe says thirteen. Ask the Gemara bishloi miler who says seven. Who da mak Reb Nassim? They fit right. Reb Chanina says seven. Reb Nassim says seven. We have a match. Elo Rebbe Yochananu says five. Domar keman. He doesn't fit in. What's a very obvious answer to this question? I'll read it again. Mesvei, sandal hanoita, a sandal that's leaning, you do seven or thirteen. The answer is because it's leaning. Leaning is not similar to the gzera. I have a shoe that needs to be fixed. I need to step it up. I need to put a platform on it. I put extra nails on one side and now I lift it up. So I can do seven, I can do thirteen. What's the connection to our sugya? Gemara talks about it later. 
So now, Rabbi Yochanan, we can find a Tana just like him. We have a match. So he says exactly like Rabbi Yochanan. You're allowed to have five. That's all within the category of Noi. You are the Talmidim of Rabbi Yochanan. All you guys from Eretz Yisrael, you could do five. Anan, we could be more mekel. We'll go with seven. Very interesting. Here I have proof that the Amaraim were Litvaks. How? Because it says here Ravashi. Now if you look, in the side it says it should be Ravasi. Now a true Litvak says, Salam Aleichem. They don't know how to say Shin. They say Sin. So my, I, the way I understood it is, the name was Rav Asi, but the guy that wrote the Gemara thought that he said, he really, what he meant to say is Ashi, with a shim, but he's a Litvak, and he said Asi, so he wrote Ashi. But you should know, by the way, his name is Rav Asi. What about five? I hold Rav Hanino, seven is allowed. Okay, let's take it up a step. Nine. You know, seven, that's it. Seven looks like a decoration. Eight is no good. Eight is already to, to make it strong. What do you do? You take the, the leather, you sew it to the wood, but then you stick in a bunch of nails on the bottom to, to make it strong. So eight, that's not enough to make it strong. Eight is, a, is for beautification. Nine, I mean, seven is for beauty. Eight is already too much. There was a shoemaker that asked Rabbi Ami, What if a guy takes a, a shoe, an insert of a shoe, you see, like this looks like a shoe, and puts it in the sandal, and he sews it to the sandal. So what's common sense? What's the problem? It's mutter. I don't know what the reason is. Again, you don't realize yourself? He even the, by the way, do you hear the guy drilling? If somebody could call up Sofer and tell him to stop building a pergola, it would be great. You have Sofer's number, Avi? You don't hear. Okay. What? No, I'm here. Oh, no, I'm here from his house. No, I'm here from. <laughs> okay. No, I'm Liz right below him. No, but no, no, it's from the Chasha guys. He has a, a house. We have apartments. What? Okay. Z- says the Gemara. So, what's the reason why is it mutter? Keeping the Tvarim Mibifrim, Havali Minol. It's a shoe. Basando Gazabira, Banon. The whole Xera was. On a sandal, this is a fancy shoe. Look at it, it has an insert, everything. There's a new style. You have a shoe within a sandal, it's great. What if you used a staple? You didn't use a nail. Use staples. Yeah, they use it today. That's how they make a sukkah, the panels. They use staples. In cardboard boxes, they use staples sometimes. It's not similar to the Xero. The Xero was a, was a nail. It's Manami. Especially if you learn like those in Rashi, that they, the people were trampled and killed by the pointy nails. 
This is the opposite. This goes inwards. It, it has a flat surface. It can't kill anybody. So it's not a problem. Says Mephorish, Kalbos, staple is okay. What if he went crazy with the nails? He, he just plastered the whole bottom of his shoe with nails. Yes. I'm listening. Yeshua with coffee. Hold on. Let's get some uh, YouTube for that. But we got to go. Where is he? Top of the screen. The guy in green is delivering coffee. Unbelievable. We got some crazy guys. We got great Hever, Rabbi Yisai. Yeshua Aaron Price. In charge of coffee. And he's, he's feeling sad. He hasn't served coffee in, 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 in uh, what? 50 days. All right. Good. Smells good. We, 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 we could no taste way. it on Zoom. So one minute, you're the only crazy guy that took him up on the offer. He said, yeah, I would like coffee. I don't think he gave it. He didn't deliver anyone else. Okay, but it's good, it's good. It makes him feel good. Bechulu. Yeshua, where are you? Say hello. It's fine. We got to go. We, only, uh, we just ran out of time. It's 8 o'clock. Says the Gemara... So if a guy plasters the whole bottom of his shoe with nails, it's full of nails. He's doing it so that his shoe doesn't rub out. Great idea. Mutter. It's not like the Xerah. A person should not walk out with a sandal that has nails. He shouldn't go from house to house. The Xerah is so strong, even from one bed to another. In other words, you can't even walk four feet to another bed, it's awesome. However, you could use this shoe for other purposes, not to put it on your foot, but to cover something. Remember we had an egg on the bottom of a bed to lift it up, so now you're using the, the, the sandal. The son of Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, coming up on like Boimer, says it's Aser. Why? Because you might take it off the kli that you're covering and slip it on your foot by mistake and wear it. Two cases. A guy had a shoe with 20 nails in it. 11, the roiv. 51% fell off. Or, let's say he has four nails left or five nails left. Mutter. Rebbe says seven is okay. If he covered the whole bottom with, with leather and then he put nails on the top, mutter. That's our halacha that we learned before. You put in staples, he does a bar, different types of nails. This is a typical nail, this is a wide nail, and this is like a, it looks like a, a stake. Put it in. That's okay because it's not like the xero. Oy. And this is our sugya. And if you put in the bottom is mainly all nails, even though many nails are there, it's okay. Let's just, we're running out of time here, so let's finish up a little bit. Let's take the case. You have 20 nails on the bottom. Most of them fell out. In other words, 11 fell out. I'm left with 9. 9 is mutter because most fell out. 
So if you continue one second later, it says, well, if you have four or five, it's mutter. Meaning, nine is aser. It's a contradiction, mine obey. What do we do? Interesting terrors. If a guy was walking with these nails, and he rubbed them out, he wore out these nails so far, that all you see is like, when you look closely at the leather, you see that there used to be a nail here. But there's no head. There's no nail head. That is okay, because you're showing, Nachman, don't go. It's 8.03. Where are you going, Nachman? Tell your father to come back right now. So, the, you're showing that it's not like it used to be. So it's okay. However, if you're starting out, if you rip the nail out completely, and now you're left with four nails, people won't know that you start out with more, so they won't know that it's, that's not how you start out. Mamela, you can only do four or five. Says the Gemara, We're just going to do a few more words. Why does it say four or five? Four or five. Just say five is motor. Why four? Four is a very tight shoe. A very tight shoe. And therefore, if it's a tight shoe, you don't need a strap. If you don't need a strap, then you don't need this guy right over here. So you're left with four. One, two, three, four. You don't need this. But if you need a strap, then you're allowed five nails. Have a wonderful Gishmaka day. Ellie, 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 before Tehillim, just include Simcha Gelbert in the Tehillim today. Simcha Ben Ginda. Simcha uh, Ben Ginda. From Chicago. Not such a great matzo. What's his name? Simcha Gelbert? Yeah. Do I know him? You probably know him. How old is he? His first name is Dennis. Dennis Gelbert. Doesn't ring a bell. All right. Should I have a full shlema? No, I'm having my mind, please, when you say tell him. Oh, it's better. He's from, Sk- he's from Skokie. Ah, uh-huh, that's why. Shema alois, mi mama kim kosi chadinoi. Shema alois, mi mama kim kosi chadinoi.